0: Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House.
1: Boy, you need your seatbelts on today. We're covering lots of ground here at Rosie on the House. For you, the Arizona homeowner, it doesn't matter. If you're a homesteader, a pioneer, a long-timer, or a brand newcomer, if you live in Arizona, you have found the only show on the planet that's dedicated to successful Arizona home ownership. And we're glad you're here. We'll make this hour everything we can possibly make it to inform you, entertain you, and educate you about owning your Arizona home. And if you'd like to call, it is a call-in talk show. My wife, sweet Jennifer, will take your name, your question. We'll get you on air and answer your question as quick as we can. The toll-free number to dial is one we have been building and remodeling in Arizona since 1972. We have built and remodeled in Maricopa County. We have built and remodeled in Pima County. Pinal County, all the way over in Mojave County. Uh, how many remodelers in Arizona do you know have remodeled something in Wikiup, Arizona? Huh? Or Bouse, Arizona? Or Eager, Arizona? Flagstaff, Arizona? Put our remodeling experience to you, of us, to work for you. And you do that by easy phone call. one 767-4348. We're here to take your questions on home remodeling, home improvement, and or home maintenance. And I only have this to say. If you missed the 8 o'clock hour on the outdoor living hour with Justin Roner, you missed a great hour. If you missed the last hour with Todd Russo and talking air conditioning, you missed a hugely informative hour. So don't go anywhere and stay tuned because we're going to be covering a whole bunch this hour as well. But before we get to the calls, and they're starting to come in now, I want to invite an old friend back on air that we have had many times. And when we have him on, uh, we get lots of positive feedback about uh, his information. And it's the one and only Dr. Sky. And I've been reading, I don't know, in the newspaper pop-up ads on my internet connection, um, direct mail pieces. It just seems like there's a lot going on up there right now. I thought, well, who better to call than Dr. Sky? (laughs) Good morning, Doctor.
2: Well, good morning. Good to be with you first, Rosie. A blessed happy Easter and Passover to you, your family, and the entire KTAR listening audience. What a beautiful time of the year.
1: Amen, amen. So wh- wh- why am, – am I just in a unique position or why am I being made aware of everything that's going on in the sky right now? It's like every single day we've got asteroids passing between Earth and, and the moon. We've got we've got uh, dummies going to the moon. We've got live people going to the moon. We've got bigger ships, rockets going up. Uh, bring us up to date and. In seven minutes or less, what's everything going on in the universe?
2: (laughs) Well, to answer your question, it's probably because of greater technology, bigger telescopes, bigger and more powerful rockets. And you're right. Every day that goes by, there's really a plethora, if that's word correct, I think it is, of information. But, Rosie, as we start off here right now, just to talk about what's going on with rockets in space, you know, many listeners may be aware of the Artemis program. That's the return to the moon eventually with the Artemis 3 project, hopefully to land astronauts on the surface of the moon by 2025 but back in november then the most powerful rocket in the world this artemis rocket took off and well as you mentioned appropriately with a few dummies on board to test and do a shakedown cruise but what they did they went farther out beyond the moon even farther than the uh, almost ill-fated apollo 13 and now we have just this past week great news from nasa a new crew we have four new astronauts that will replicate that mission on artemis 2 probably to launch in November of 2024, Reed Weissman, the commander, Victor Glover, first African-American pilot to go into space as far as an astronaut to this lunar mission. And Christina Koch, she's a mission specialist, but pay attention to her because you know why, Rosie? She may be the first female to actually land on the surface of the moon later in time. Oh, man. Yeah, and Canadian... Jeremy Hansen, who's on board, there's a lot going on, so stay tuned for that. That won't happen until probably November of 2024, the Artemis II. But that's a very powerful uh, stick of dynamite that they've got there that you know puts off so much power. But hold the phone, because Elon Musk, remember him, right, with <laughs> okay. SpaceX, right. he's about to launch then, well, hopefully, as it goes up. It may come as early as the 20th of this month, his Starship Monster Rocket. That's launched from Boca Chica down in southern Texas, as he calls it, Starbase. Yeah, yeah. That mission, uh, if you take a look at the Starship, it almost looks like, Rosie, a rocket, stainless steel on purpose and manufactured because of its ability to handle stresses and heat in space. That, of course, may then be the most powerful rocket ever to launch 16 million pounds of thrust using (laughs) liquid (laughs) methane and liquid oxygen. Yeah, that guy's amazing. <laughs> oh. I think he's doing too much. Imagine what he would imagine oh. what he could do if he just concentrated on SpaceX.
1: Holy cow, sixteen million
2: pounds oh, yeah.
1: the, now that's a that's better than an e-ticket right
2: there. <laughs> and that's <laughs> a stainless steel rocket? Did well, I... it's a stainless steel starship. That's the actual craft okay. that sits right. above the big booster. But they went through this whole iteration of looking at different technologies, metallurgy and all that. And they were going to look at carbon fiber, but they find out that good old stainless steel has the best ability to handle the actual stresses that's on the body. Because remember, when you launch a rocket like that, you have these dynamic pressures that are really unearthly. And uh, this is amazing. But, you know, they have to get this Starship rocket to go right because many of his experiments with this sci-fi-looking rocket that will take people to the moon and Mars hopefully in the future, he's had the problem. That rocket actually goes up the spaceship, and it comes down and makes a soft landing. But only one of those that he's tested has soft landed. The rest have crashed and burned. But he's also, how about this, folks? This is even more impressive, the booster rocket.
1: Here's the important. If I I had a 16 million pound thrust rocket, I I would hate to see part of it drop off and and dump into the Gulf of Mexico
2: on its way into orbit. This is incredible. It is, Rosie, and he's got to get FAA approval. But this big booster, the B-4, here's the last thing on that. It's really overly incredible, if there's such a way to describe it. That booster rocket eventually will also soft land right to the tower, the launch tower. It's got this big arm called Mechazilla. And it's supposed to soft land by going right through the arms of Mechazilla. Now, this stuff, about 30 years ago, people would have thought that all of us are literally out of our minds because you couldn't do things like that. But oh. it is possible and it is happening. Well, Dr. Sky, we haven't even scratched the surface of everything I'd like to talk
1: to you about. How sure. would our listeners uh, access more information that, that you're providing out there?
2: Well, we're doing a lot of new programs around the nation here, but the simple way to get is just Dr. Sky's Show at gmail.com. That's our easy-to-get-to email. And don't forget, we're still doing our Dolly Steamboat Cruises. The next big one is awesome. out there on April 29th. And I know you enjoyed it. Awesome. Your family. Awesome. And our home now, other than you know, doing this around the nation, is the Big Talk Radio 77 WABC out of New York. The Dr. Sky Experience, where I'm doing that as their official correspondent for space and science. And that's something that we're proud of. But always, to the good listeners of KTAR and you and your family, Rosie Roaming and Jennifer, wow. This is amazing times. We're lucky to be in such a beautiful part of the country. And, Rosie, so much more. Hopefully we'll talk in the future about these great things. What do we say? Always remember to keep your eyes to the skies, as I like to try to earn that opportunity to be, what, your navigator on the highway to the heavens. And what's a light year? Well, you're looking at 5,880,000,000,000 <laughs> miles. And if you ever get stopped by the police, you know, do the right thing. Give me your ID, but tell them, hey, officer. I wasn't going that fast. The speed of light is, guess what? 670 million miles an hour, and then you'll probably get a second ticket.
3: There's wow. some math
1: for
0: you, Romy.
2: Uh, uh, it's always a
1: mind-blowing
2: experience
1: to bring Dr. Sky into the program. I know it's not home improvement, but it's one of my very uh, favorite topics. Jennifer, I'd like you to post on Facebook. We have a granddaughter camping in Northern Arizona. I sent them with my Mead geolocator oh, telescope. Nice. And she she took a beautiful picture of Neptune last night. Wow. Oh, so, I'm impressed. Yeah, it was great. We ought to send that picture to Dr. Sky. Have him verify it was Neptune first before we post it. <laughs> <you go>. Anytime. <laughs> All right, Dr. Sky. Thanks a million. We really appreciate you joining us. Let's Thank see. You. We've got calls lighting up. Let's see if we can get to Darlene calling from Tucson real quick before we go on break. Darlene? Yes. Good hey. morning. Good morning. Welcome. Calling in from Pima County. How are y'all doing down there this yes, morning? Yes,
4: I am. Fabulous. It's we, a great day. Now listen, Sunshine-y we're,
1: we're going to be in Tucson next weekend for Saba. So come, come introduce yourself. We'll be down there all weekend. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, I will. What are you working on? What's your question this morning?
5: I have a question about Uh, filters for your air conditioning and heating units. Okay. And I'm wondering what your opinion is on the washable filters as opposed to the, you know, other ones. You just change out every
1: month. Well, you've just hit one of my soapbox topics. The concept of a washable filter seems so efficient, so sustainable, so economical. But the fact of the matter is, Darlene, you as a homeowner, as well as 99.9% of every other homeowner in Arizona, don't have the equipment or the technology to take that filter out, clean it properly, disinfect it, dry it, and reinstall it. I do not recommend washable air filters. They generally run about forty to sixty dollars. I would tell you to just simply use a replaceable one inch paper pleated filter that you can get for five or six bucks and replace them about every thirty days, depending on how much time you spend with the doors and windows open at your house i 'm not a fan of washable filters. You get them wet they get put back into the system damp in the corners and that is conditions conducive for unbelievable mold growth immediately uh, the minute your air handler turns on. So I know Paul Harvey sold millions of them. Um, God, God rest his soul. And uh, he really believed in them. And there's more reasons I don't like them, but uh, they're actually so good that they clog up so fast. You need to clean them heat them, dry them, and bacteriostatic treat them about every eight days for them to really do their job. Okay, somebody put my soapbox back in the closet. I'm way over time. I've got to go on a break. Uh, 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 Bring in the brass section. How can that not put a smile on your face? I mentioned it just a minute ago that we're going to be down in Tucson next weekend broadcasting live at the Saba Spring Home Show. And I want you all to get there and introduce yourself. Rosie on the House is going to have a big booth location right next to the presentation stage. And one of the things we're going to be doing on stage is we're going to take a wall section with a window in it, and it's going to be a before and after. I'm going to show you how you can take that plain skip trowel, or spray texture finish drywall on your drywall with a boring inch and three-quarter streamlined baseboard, all paint-grade Navajo white, I'm going to show you how to install new designer baseboard, new wainscoting, new window sills, new window casing, crown molding, things you can do. I'm going to teach you how to do it on stage, how you can literally transform one room you yourself without any particular special equipment i'll show you the way to do it but you've got to get to the tucson home show next saturday we'll be doing next friday saturday and sunday we'll be doing the stage presentations both friday and saturday we call it room transformation 101 i hope you'll come up and introduce yourself We'll, we'll make that
5: even easier because we have tickets for you
1: okay, good
5: if you want to text us at four one one nine two three we would need your name and uh so we'll put that, put a couple of tickets for you and we'll call if you'd like to come.
1: just show up at the Tucson Convention Center go to we'll call the tickets will be there waiting for you
5: but we need to hear from you first
1: and how would they do that baby four
5: one one nine two three just text it to text us your name
6: okay, fantastic and Saba tickets like
5: yeah put roaming
6: two Saba tickets yeah Jen. Four Saba tickets.
5: Got
1: it. One of the other things that's going on in Tucson right now, I just noticed that uh, our Pella window partner uh, just this past week had a opening for what you might want to call a showroom, but it's different, and it's brand new. So I wanted to bring in Adam Homer from Pella Mountain West Division to talk about what have you all got going on down there in Tucson, Adam,
0: Hey, morning, Rosie. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great, man. A beautiful, beautiful Arizona Saturday morning.
0: Excellent. Hey, yeah. So uh, our new Pella Experience Center, um, it opened up just after the first of the year. I was a part of the group that um, uh, that brought this thing to life. We've been working on it for, for well over a year and um and just like the the newer showrooms that you've seen of ours in Scottsdale and Gilbert yes. uh the Tucson location was the last of nine locations throughout our Mountain West uh territory that uh, that we've revamped and overhauled and it's it's fantastic um the uh uh the grand opening that we had uh, I wasn't actually able to be down there uh, because of some uh, medical issues that I've had recently, I just had a back surgery done a uh, week ago, so I was laid up, <laughs> but I'm doing fine. Okay, uh, but good. from what I heard from everybody, the, uh, the the event went off without a hitch, and it uh, was a great turnout and uh, lots of prizes and, and giveaways and stuff like that. So yeah, Long- we couldn't be more happy.
1: Long-time listeners of Rosie on the House down in Pima County know Pella has been a partner with Rosie on the House for about two decades, and they're going to go down – uh Ina and they're going to hit Oracle and they're going to turn north to the old yeah. location. Where are y'all in the new location?
0: Yeah, so instead of turning north, you're going to turn uh, south on Oracle and uh we're so we're in, in total we're about a mile south of where we used to be, same side of the road. Um the address is actually 6970 North Oracle Road, Suite 100. Uh you can see our signage from the road and um The location is is much larger than our our old one. Uh, The display setup is is much more robust as far as the the options that you can look at. We've got 27 different window cartridges with different options and colors and sizes and whatnot. Uh, We've got uh, four uh, freestanding door displays that are in there with, again, different options. And then we've got a whole bunch of of built-in products that we actually put into the building, you know, big multi-slide doors, uh, some other patio doors and entry doors and things like that for customers to look at and kind of – Test drive before they buy.
1: Adam Homer of Pella Window and Door Mountain West Division. Can't thank you enough for joining us this Saturday and updating us with what's going on in particular this week about Pella and Pima County. But y'all have got locations throughout Arizona.
0: That's right. Yep. And Gilbert Scottsdale as well. And uh, yeah, come on down. Talk to Liz. Uh, she would be happy to help you guys. We'll see, you having me on, Rosie. Thank you. We'll,
1: we'll be seeing Pella down there next weekend. They'll be participating in the Saba Show. We'll grab one of the guys out of the booth, have them come over and tell us more about the new showroom that's called the Pella Experience Center on Oracle in Tucson. You can line up your calls right now. Jump on board. We have an open line, one 767 You're running out of time.
3: This is Rick Thompson from Thompson's Drywall Services. Happy Easter from Rosie on the House.
6: And it's the third segment in the 10 o'clock hour. We have our weekly to-do. It's actually something that kind of came along when we started using the HomeZada app uh, to help maintain our home castle or cabin. You know, that weekly to-do is something to schedule and get done uh, maintenance-wise around your home. Uh, You know, take care of one item a week and keep a well-maintained home instead of letting 50, 60, 70 things build up. And as we get into the pool season, the swim season, uh, you know, making sure we have the proper and uh, up-to-date code requirements for uh, pool barriers.
1: We brought it up last week and talked about it. We'd like to bring it up again this week, in particular, with temperatures sneaking up over 90 degrees, pool barriers safety so we'd like to introduce you to megan shoot the president of the drowning prevention coalition of arizona everybody right. stay tuned and pay attention megan's bringing us some incre- incredibly critical safe information for our families and friends good morning miss megan good morning <laughs> we appreciate you joining us this saturday morning uh Pool safety, we talked about it a little bit last week. Let's take it to the next level this week.
7: Yeah, definitely. It's
1: it's more than just a a spring on your closing gate.
7: Right, absolutely. So it's important to have, obviously, an isolation fence around the pool. Having that self-closing and self-latching gate as well is super, super important. But we have to remember that... We want to have layers of protection, not just the pool fence. We want to have child locks on the doors. We want to have alarms in the pool as well as on the doors so it alerts you when somebody leaves the house. Um, If you have a dog door that goes out to the pool area, make sure that that's locked as well because that fence can also protect your pets, not just your children. But what we end up seeing is that children drown during those non-swim hours. So when we're not supposed to be swimming, we're all in the house. A kid gets outside and we don't realize it. Um, So having those layers of protection is really important because just relying on adult supervision is not going to help.
1: The code in Arizona requires that you do have a fence barrier around the pool. Mm -hmm. Many times that includes automatic self-closing doors on the back of the house that lock (laughs) and latch upon closing. So you've got the fencing. You've got the doors. You've also got alarm systems that are available, right?
7: Right, right. I mean, even just an alarm system that just alerts when any time the door opens is good, but also there are pool alarms, too, that can alert you when somebody is in the water. Um, Those are different devices as well. Plus, they actually have child alarms where you could have a child who has um, a bracelet on, um, and that would go off when they go in. But, yes, the, the code definitely says the perimeter fence. Unfortunately, that doesn't always mean an isolation fence directly around the pool. That's true.
1: That's true. Uh, uh, Design-wise, they found ways to uh, eliminate that fence between the house and the Mm -hmm. pool. Uh, Mm -hmm. So then you have to do special things to the doors that access that. But, uh, you know, uh, again, I I want you all to hear Megan's point about it's not just one thing. It's layers of protection.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's important, too, because we also see kids who um, they drown in relatives' homes. So if you're going to somebody else's home um, to swim, just know the dangers of the pool, uh, but also just make sure that there are those layers of protection even before you decide to go swimming because a lot of times those drownings happen when they're not even in their own home. I love y'all's website.
1: Uh and it talks about the ABCs of pool and water safety. Uh yes. I think I think we deserve to give y'all a tip of the hat for how well the community has done on eliminating water disasters over the last 20 or 30 years.
7: Oh yeah, we've we've been working hard to try to get those those drownings down. Um and we have definitely seen those numbers decrease. So it takes a village to make that happen.
1: The second house Jennifer and I owned had a ginormous swimming pool in the backyard. And there wasn't even a fence around the backyard. We would mm-hmm. we would come home and the neighbor kids and their dogs would be swimming in our swimming mm-hmm. pool. And that was a home that was built in about 1956. But, I mean, there was – the pool was – the neighborhood virtually considered it a, a neighborhood pool, a community mm-hmm. pool.
7: Yeah. Yeah, and then that's another thing to keep in mind, too, is that if you do own a pool and a lot of neighbors know that you have a pool, it's important that you as the homeowner uh, make the, take those precautions, too, and, and put those barriers in place for other people. Because even um, today, we see kids who get in through somebody else's gate and then end up in their pool. So not just protecting whoever lives in your home, but protecting others, too.
1: It's a, it's a civic responsibility. Megan, Absolutely. Megan Shute, president of the Drowning Prevention Coalition of Arizona, thanks a million for joining us and helping raise the awareness and the education we all need to have as it relates to eliminating these
7: accidents. Of course. I'm happy to be
1: here. Megan, thanks a million. Ha- have a great Easter weekend celebration.
6: All right, let's get to the calls. We, one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. And I don't know, did I hang it up? Um, but I just lost our caller and we're screening the rest. So (laughs) I apologize if I did that. Start dancing. I I think that's Linda right there. She called right back. Oh, did she? Welcome to the program. How may we help you, Linda?
4: Hi, I am trying to get. My house painted and I got a estimate from Arizona Painting Company. This house was built in nineteen forty nine and so we have the individual pane windows, if you will, and I haven't measured them, but I maybe they're fifteen by twelve and then the hand crank windows. Does right. that make sense? Oh yeah. Okay. West West Exposure And so a lot of the paint around those individual window panes has sort of blistered and bubbled. And the estimator from Arizona Painting Company said we needed to find a glass. He called it a glazier, but a glass company, I guess, that would come out there and actually, I don't know (laughs) if it's scrape the paint away or remove the bubbles. or. And I called, uh, oh, let me think, who's on your List ABC Glass Company.
5: Right.
4: Mm-hmm. I called them and they said, "Well, we don't do that. Um, we don't do that kind of work because all windows now are plastic." That's right. I said, "No, we <laughs> don't have plastic." And I said, "Could you tell me someone who could do that for me?" He puts me on hold. Came back and said. My supervisor used to know people, and they've all retired. Yeah.
1: It's, <laughs> so that's uh, it's, when I called you. It's, it's becoming a lost art, it's, but it's not that complicated. And we can find someone for you. Uh, it's the old steel Torrance windows, single pane, and it's a glazing compound. Uh, the, the glass actually is it's, – it's like a glass putty that needs to go in but it takes a bit of a touch to make it look good because you kind of put that mitered edge on it and
6: uh, a 1948 vintage you know there's only going to be so long that we're going to be able to hang on to those before we replace them (laughs) you're probably in a historic neighborhood so there's probably uh restrictions on what you can replace it with to keep the historic value there so it may be uh Maybe worth talking to or, or visiting one of the showrooms. We've got uh, Free Light Window and Door on McDowell. Uh, Dunright's putting in a showroom at Thunderbird and Tatum uh, or, or any of the Pella that we were just talking with, Scottsdale and Gilbert, and start looking at, at options because it, you know, it. It's one of those trades, uh, you know, wallpaper. I, I don't think there's any paper <laughs> it's hangers coming back. left in it's the co- world.
1: It's coming back. All those guys are having to come out of retirement to hang the wallpaper. I tell you what, Miss Linda, uh, I'll call some of the architects that I know specialize in the historic renovation in the historic districts like Don Ryden. Uh, and I'll call a couple of the contractors that specialize in that historic renovation. And we will track somebody down for you. I promise. So, uh, it is a a a lost art. It really is.
6: All right. Well, y'all need that would be a good program one time. All the things, all the trades that are no longer relevant in home building, or maybe the ones that aren't relevant and and the new ones that have come. You know, we had that's the home a, energy audit. <laughs> you know, that that's a new thing.
1: Um, all the talent. We're losing. It's going to be so hard to replace. I mean, just in masonry, plastering, stucco, concrete work. I mean, I have to beg my concrete finisher not to retire every Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> you, Ron, you can't. No, you can't do that. No, 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 no. Uh, it, it's all uh, – it's becoming a lost art in so many ways. So anyway, it's it, you have needed your – your your crash helmet on today. You've needed your seatbelts on today. We have covered a ton, a ton of of country in today's broadcast for you, the Arizona homeowners. We appreciate the opportunity to do this for y'all every single week. We have an open line. If you want to try and sneak in real quick before the bot at the top of the hour, and we have to sign off for the week. It's one 767 uh, if you've missed any of the program today, you can find it all at rosieonthehouse.com. And the uh, first hour, 8 o'clock, listening to the podcast would give you a tremendous education on agriscaping, growing things in your yard. You can eat. Listening to the 9 o'clock hour, you would get a, you would get a minor degree in air conditioning one hundred and one. We covered a ton of information with uh, Todd Russo of Rias in that 9 o'clock hour. And in this 10 o'clock hour, we wanted to highlight a little bit about uh, pool safety. And I convinced Dr. Sky to join us to start the hour about everything that's going on up in the sky right now. How many million feet of tor- 16 million pounds of torque. 16 million pounds of thrust. Woo! Yeah, you wouldn't want to lose that booster in the Gulf of Mexico, that's for sure. We'll be back with more of Roseanne Nash right after we get back of this short break.
6: Buzz is next on the line at one 767 That's one rosie for you. Good morning, sir. How may we help you?
3: Hi. Yes, I'm concerned with my sister's swimming pool. She She's having one built. Um, it's a fairly small backyard. But the, around the pool, it has a ta- travertine decking set in sand. The problem is it goes right up. Almost to her house. There's probably a five-inch trench along the back of her house, and all the rain and the pool splashing is going to go in that little five-inch trench. And the the builder isn't concerned about it, but I am. I think there need, needs to be some sort of a gutter in there. What do, what do you think?
6: Well, if it's up against the house where the foundation is, absolutely.
3: Okay. Yeah, the builders builder, he didn't think it was necessary, but, I mean, it goes for 20 feet all, all the way along the back of her house, and that could be a lot of water.
6: Yeah, if you look at the way a lot of homes are built and designed, a lot of builders build in Arizona like there is no water, and that actually leads to more water problems because when we do get the water, uh, you know, that increased moisture uh, is – it's going from one extreme to the next so it creates a lot of additional problems so uh and how you're saying that the the pool is being built is the is it being built by the same people that built the home or this is a pool builder she's hired oh, to add it
3: that's right they put it in later okay now there's the travertine is fit in sand, but I don't think there's – I think there's still going to be a lot of water. Yeah. And I just – I was thinking to get it away from the house. So, okay, I – maybe I'm along the – we're thinking along the same lines.
1: Well, at the very least, Buzz, I would have your sister, the owner of the house, address it in writing to the home builder that there's a concern here. And then the first time it presents a problem, I'd bring that – I'd bring that certified dated letter back to the builder's attention Um, because we all know in Arizona, not rain often, but very often when it does rain, it comes all at one time and it won't take long. We would need to see pictures of the backyard. We would need to see what the roof line does, where's everything draining, but it won't take long for a small little trough trench. To be overwhelmed, so I think I, I I think you've got justification to be concerned. Don't don't hesitate to like I say, put the concern in writing, send it certified mail, re, return receipt requested, so they can't deny ever having it, and, and then you've got it. Should we ever have a problem? All right, shall we go to Bonnie? I just I just mentioned the lines are open and then they're, they're, everybody jumps on. That's what that's what the show's designed to do. So go ahead, Bonnie. Good morning. How are you doing today?
6: Good,
5: good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I'm excellent and hoping you are too. Yes. I'm new to, I'm new to Arizona and um I purchased a home here in the Grand in Surprise. Okay. And I have a flagstone patio I believe it's called it's pinkish stone it's irregular shape okay and there's a concrete or mortar that puts the pieces together well there's areas where that has um, changed in height and now it's cracking along the seam line in the mortar and I'm wondering how's the best way to raise it level and repair that.
1: Well, Miss Bonnie, you've got a lot of options, and welcome to Arizona. Where do you Where do you beckon from? Uh,
5: most recently, Colorado Springs, but Missouri's
1: home. All right. Well, two two great places. Um, there's going to be a lot of options. Restoring the flagstone can can be extensive. Uh, if and it depends what your
6: expectations are. Authentic. A lot- a lot of people just call that character, and that's what well, the that's, flagstone's eventually going to become and create. You're
1: exactly right. And that's exactly where I was going. Is flagstone is always going to be flaking some amount uh and moving and growing, expanding, shrinking. That causes pressure on the grout lines. It it it's a it's a surface that is either very high maintenance. <laughs> depending on your frame of mind, or it's very rich in character, <laughs> again, depending on your frame of mind. So I think what I would ask you to do, Miss Bonnie, is go to our website, Rosie on the House, and take a look at the landscapers that we've got listed that service the Sun City area. And have a couple of them out and just talk to them. Have them take a look. At what the situation is, make sure it's not the subsurface, the the sub slab underneath isn't moving. That it is just regular flagstone uh, thermal moving and and cracking. Uh, they can they can do all kinds of things, but you ought to take a look at all the options, and and you may you may decide picking that flagstone up if it's on existing concrete and relaying a different product might be in line with what you would consider a more appropriate backyard finish. I love flagstone. I love sautia tile, but I like the character of it. I like it when it's in its natural state. A lot of people think it's just too much maintenance and uh, a look of imperfection. So, Welcome from beautiful Colorado Springs and the great state, the show-me state
6: of Missouri. And Um, a little fact for you on that flagstone, it's probably right here from Arizona. The biggest flagstone quarry is uh, on Ash Fork along I-40 between Kingman and Flagstaff. And the rail yard goes through there. If you're ever up across that way, take the business route off the interstate and just drive through and, you know, you, you'll see. I, I don't know how many are there right now. It's been a little while since I've done it, but it's all mined uh, locally right here in Arizona. If you have questions between now and next week, you can always reach us at RosieOnTheHouse com. R O S I E on TheHouse dot com. And if you just want to make a call, same number during the week as it is during the broadcast eight 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 seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Live next week in Tucson at the convention center for Saba Home Show.